enriching your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with your daily dose of Chicken Soup for the Soul inspiration to make you simply happy. It's Friend Friday, and today we're going to talk to someone who knows a lot about how to be happy. And she's going to share some ideas about how to reduce holiday stress, which is one of my absolute favorite topics. And this is the perfect time of year for it as we are a couple of weeks away from Christmas. So Dr. Elizabeth Lombardo, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here. So Elizabeth and I were introduced by a mutual friend. And then as we were talking, we realized that Elizabeth's mother was my son's teacher in elementary school, which was a real coincidence since Elizabeth now lives halfway across the country from where I live. It, it is crazy. And it was a couple of years ago, too. When my son was yeah, in your mother's yeah, when class? Yeah, my mom was his teacher. Right? <laughs> uh, more than a couple of years ago. My son is now 30 years old. Yeah, a lot and, of years and, have passed. And my 77-year-old mother retired from teaching and then went back. She missed it so much. So she is back to being a second-grade teacher. So anyway, that was a funny coincidence. Um, and I wanted to talk about your background a little bit before we get into talking about holiday stress and how not to have it. I, I know that you started out as a physical therapist, and then you saw how many of the problems in your patients were coming from things in their head, not things in their body, right? Yeah, you know, I, I, I realized as a physical therapist that so much of what happens starts with what we're saying to ourselves. And I actually had a client who changed my life forever. He, his name was David. He had a surgical amputation from diabetes. And he came down to my physical therapy gym, and it was my job to teach him how to walk again and how to be functional. But he was so depressed. He was so down and angry about what had happened, understandably, that I couldn't help him. And afterwards, we had rounds uh, where the doctors and nurses all talk about the patients, and everyone decided he was depressed. And the attending physician said, I'm going to prescribe him Prozac. And it was right then and there, it was almost like the heavens opened up and said, Elizabeth, this is your mission, to help people like David. Because medication definitely has a place. But here's the thing. He needed to process what was going through, what he was going through. He needed to really work through this. And, you know, luckily we don't, don't have amputations in our lives, but we all deal with loss. We all deal with disappointment. And if we don't have the right mindset, regardless of what's going on, we can't advance. We can't achieve our goals. Yeah, and I think that that makes a lot of sense. Prozac would just mask the the symptoms and would never allow him to actually deal with the amputation and and kind of put it in its right place in his mind. Exactly. And regardless of how good of a physical therapist I was, and yeah, I was pretty good. Um, you know, I I could not help him when he had this mindset. So it really had to start in his mind. And really, when we think about any challenge that we have in our lives, it has to start with our own mindset, with what we're saying to ourselves in order for us to take the steps that we need to. So I know you then became a psychologist, and you've had all kinds of training, and you are a highly sought-after speaker, and you appear on media all the time. I mean, I know you're constantly on the national morning shows, today's show, um, you're in media outlets. I see your name everywhere. So I'm very happy to have you on our show today. I know in your bio, it says that Shaquille O'Neal says, Dr. Lombardo is my head coach for happiness. <laughs> so that's what I want to talk about today is how we keep our happiness going 
during the stressful holiday period? Because it can be stressful, but here's the beautiful thing. It does not have to be stressful. If you were to ask me what's the number one cause of stress over the holidays, and, and I think you agree with me on this, it's perfectionism. Perfectionism. It's that all or nothing mentality. Something has to be perfect or else it's a failure. And we put all this stress on ourselves to find the perfect gift and have the perfect meal and have the perfect family, even though they've never really gotten along. And that's a stress that we do not need. Yeah. And I say in my Simply Happy book that perfectionism is a losing game because nobody can be perfect. And I actually think it cuts your productivity so much. If you're trying to be perfect and wasting all that time on trying to get from, you know, 95% to 99%, you could be spending that same time getting something else to 95% too and getting a lot more done in your life. Exactly. Or taking care of yourself and getting some sleep or meditating or exercise. Absolutely. Here's the thing. Perfectionism, I always say it's more than having a neat junk drawer. It's an all or nothing mentality. Something's either perfect or it's a failure. And then we take it a step farther. And this is why people have a tough time releasing perfectionism. We think something's either perfect or it's a failure. And if it's a failure, then I'm a failure. And it's that sense of personalizing the failure that prevents people from saying, you know what, 95% is okay, and I'm going to move on. I think the best decoration for Christmas is a happy, healthy hostess. Yes. You know? And and so I personally have stopped putting out all my Christmas decorations. I do the tree still, although it's getting smaller and smaller. (laughs) I had a a few complaints last year about how small the tree was. And I was thinking, yeah, but were you even here to help me decorate it? You grown children. (laughs) Um, And also, I I stopped putting decorations all over the house. And I do a lot more um, takeout now instead of making everything myself for Christmas Mm -hmm. Eve dinner. So tell us some of your key tips for how you can give up perfectionism. Well, you know, I think, and I think this differs from person to person. For some people, putting out all the decorations is actually brings a lot of joy. My mother-in-law, who, God bless her, is 90 years old, she thrives on putting out the Christmas decorations and arranging them. So if it's not causing you stress, then do it. But ask yourself, what are the activities when you think about the holidays that you dread? And those are the activities it's time to change, to delegate, to stop doing. Absolutely. So now let's talk about the food, because a few years ago I was in L.A. right before Thanksgiving, and um, my stepson said to me, order all the food at Whole Foods. And I said, what? He said, go to Whole Foods and order your entire Thanksgiving dinner. I said, you can do that? He (laughs) said, yeah, you can do that. And then I found out all kinds of stores do that, and I remember I – Drove, I, I ordered everything, drove my car to Whole Foods Thanksgiving morning, and they put an entire Thanksgiving dinner for 12 people in my car, and I drove home. It was as easy as that. And I bet it was delicious. It was. It was very good. <laughs> Maybe a couple of things would have been better if I made them myself, but this was reality we were talking about, and I got to pick up the whole dinner. And I know lots of stores will do that. They'll just load an entire dinner for 12 people, 20 people right into your car. And then you will be the most charming host or hostess ever because you will not have been up for two straight days peeling and cleaning and cutting and slicing and baking. 
Absolutely. And if there are certain things that you enjoy making, maybe you have the best stuffing or, or, or pumpkin pie, then you can still make those. You don't have to do it all. You can just pick some of them. The other thing to consider is, you know, having people bring stuff. People like to participate in meals. And even if they don't ask, if you are the hostess, it is completely fine to say, hey, how about if you bring that apple pie that you make that is so good? That is a good point. So we can buy some that we used to make at home. We can let people bring stuff. How about just cutting back on the menu? Do you really need five desserts for 12 people? Exactly. Or three types of stuffing. You do not. Think about what the purpose is. The purpose is to have family and friends together and enjoying each other's company, being grateful for the blessings and the experiences that you have. You can do that with one dessert. You can do that with no desserts. So I, I do agree. What matters is who's around the table, not what's on the table. Now, let's talk about who's around the table. <laughs> How do Oh, there's that evil laugh. You know what I'm going to talk about. Yes, I so, do. Uncle, drunk Uncle Alfred. Yeah, or, or uh, <laughs> passive-aggressive Pat or whoever it is. Yeah. How do we deal – look, I talk all the time about how you can get toxic people out of your life. You don't have to keep all your, quote, friends You can keep the friends who make you happy, but you don't have those choices with relatives. So what's your recommendation for how people deal with the stress of having certain people around the table who maybe are not as simpatico as other people? (laughs) Yeah, so a couple things. First of all, accept the person for who they are. That doesn't mean you have to agree with them. It doesn't mean you have to promote their bad bad behaviors, but accept them for who they are. If you have someone who's often passive aggressive, they're probably going to be passive aggressive this holiday. And, you know, a lot of stress comes from when people act differently from the way that we think that they should. So one way is to accept. Another thing is, if there are topics that you know bring up a lot of tension, maybe it's politics, maybe it's, I don't know, something in the past, let people know those topics are off the plate. You may not have those conversations at this particular dinner table about those things. And then a third thing is have activities, certain things that people can do. If you need a break, maybe you go out and and, and do some dishes, which may not be your favorite, but getting away from passive-aggressive Pat, that might be a positive thing. Have activities to do as a family. Maybe it's watching the game or, or watching a movie, going out for a walk, so that people are doing things as opposed to just sitting there having conversations that may go south. That is a good point. So we're going to decorate only as much as we want. We're going to cook only as much as we want. We're going to learn to accept the foibles of our relatives and just work around them. Now, what about gifts? That's another big source of stress. Yes, because we have to find the perfect gift for everyone. And again, a lot of that has to do with personalization. I have to get the perfect gift so that they think positively about me. Here's the thing about gifts. I I think the most wonderful gifts are the gifts of meaning. Um, So what can you do that's meaningful? One terrific gift is to get online uh, one of the um, picture websites like uh, Shutterfly, that kind of thing, and put together a photo album. Who doesn't love a great photo album? Maybe it's from the year, maybe it's from the past decade, but putting together those, those pictures, it doesn't take a lot of time. You can do it in your jammies. And it doesn't cost a lot of money, but something like that's going to be so much more meaningful than spending all kinds of money on a gift that they may or may not really like. Yeah, that's a good point. I have to confess that I've moved more and more to gift cards for all the nieces and nephews and cousins, et cetera, because as they get older, that's really what they want anyway. 
I always say it always fits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a gift card always fits. That's right. These are all great tips. We're going to decorate less. We're going to order in more of the food. We're going to deal with our relatives and accept them for who they are. We're going to make gifts that are easy to make that we can make in our pajamas. And I think we're going to have a less stressful Christmas because overall, the overarching theme is we're not going to try for perfection because perfection is unattainable and all it does is add to our stress level. Exactly. And I would say the goal is to be better than perfect. Better than perfect means you strive for that excellence, but you accept where you are. You focus on your passion and your gratitude and your excitement as opposed to where did you fall short. That way you can, you can actually enjoy the holiday. And I know you have a, a hashtag, better than perfect, that you're using this holiday season. And so you would recommend that we post something like, bought my niece a gift card this year, hashtag better than perfect, right? Exactly. Fed the kids chicken nuggets. Hashtag better than perfect. You know, posting pictures, posting videos, posting um, statuses so that we can really embrace this notion that we don't have to be perfect. We can be better than perfect and have a happy holiday. I love that idea. That is really wonderful. Well, thank you, Elizabeth, for joining us today. It's been great having you on. Uh, Let me just tell everybody who's listening what we're going to be doing when we come back On Monday, we're going to have a new episode of the podcast, and it will be Motivational Monday, and I'm going to talk about how I implemented some of my own advice from my Simply Happy book on my recent vacation in the Persian Gulf. Yeah, I know, vacation in the Persian Gulf, are you serious? But we'll talk about the final chapter of my book about stepping outside your comfort zone, which is what I did on my vacation Thanks, Elizabeth, for having us on, and I hope you have a hashtag better than perfect holiday. No, thank you. 